So before we get into this very important episode of Sports Access, um, you know, obviously here at here at the Sports Access, we understand what's going on in the world today, and we absolutely do not condone racism in either sports or in real life. So in this episode, uh, I let Julian, who uh, who I've considered my brother for a long time, and we we talk a little bit about our relationship in this in this episode. I let him use this platform that we have uh, and that we share together to really talk about his experiences and talk about um, what he's felt uh, through the last week or so um, from the fallout of the George Floyd death and and the protests that are going around in America. And I really just take a backseat and let him explain as I try to listen, uh, like I've tried to listen to a lot of these people's experiences. Um, Being a white male, I don't understand exactly how a black male lives in or a black woman uh, lives in America. So I really just tried to listen to to what my co-host Julie was trying to say. And and we really hope that this this episode brings to light um, the experiences that that uh, that he has gone through, that America has gone through. And uh, we hope that this this whole situation can can invoke change and uh, we can start to see that not only in sports uh, as we do have a sports talk show, but we hope that we can see it in the real world as well, because, uh, you know, life that God has given us is, is too, too precious to, to hate somebody because of the color of their skin. Uh, so for this video, like I said, I take a back seat to this conversation, which is not something that I usually do when it comes to regular everyday conversations. So, but for me to be able to listen to what Julian said, um, just means that, you know, I was able to listen to his experiences and, uh, and really listen to hear what he was saying and how he was saying it. So I hope you guys can listen to this very special episode and begin to learn a lot more about, uh, not only him as a black male in America, but just him as a person as well. So we hope that you enjoy this this Sports Axis episode, and uh, we'll be back hopefully with a lot more sports and hopefully a lot more change in America down the line. So again, thank you for listening to the Sports Axis. I just wanted to come on real quick before the episode starts and say that and uh, give you a little bit of a, of a background on this episode. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. So for this next segment, I believe you wanted to drive this. So I'll let you take the floor and you can be the host for this next one. All so right. Take it away. So in earlier news this week, uh, the sports world has reached or has seen a new buzz with this Drew Brees. I wouldn't even say controversy but uh, just the diversion of opinion and the diversion of feelings and his comments in terms of how he responded, I believe, was it a, was it a podcast where he was speaking to someone? He was on, I think they said like CBS, it was like the financial part of CBS, I think. I don't even think right. it was the sports side of it. Right. But ultimately, uh, he came to the point where he made some comments referring to uh, 
uh, Colin Kaepernick and his stand for racial, against racial justice uh, that he's taken and the plights that he's, that he's gone through and, and the sacrifices that he's made in his career to the social devotions, uh, saying that he doesn't believe uh, in the disrespect uh, of the flag by kneeling. So he took a lot of backlash for that. And it really, it really came back to the fact that based on the comments that he made, it just seemed like it was coming from a place of ignorance. Like, how do you still not understand this has been going on for years? Cap has been at this for years. And, and it seems that the message just flew right over your head. Um, so it's it, it 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 really in my in my earnest opinion it comes from a place of ignorance and privilege to really just make it about the flag at the end of the day it's it's sad that we're really i don't even want to say in a state in the globe or in our country but to where we have to see the physical trauma unfolding before us and we have when we have to be shaken up from other people and things have to be explained over and over again uh just for just for the message to reign among opinions that are just they they just seem without substance really um you had lebron james chime in and his response was actually quite classy um, responding to what Drew said, but ultimately, I was listening to first take, maybe an hour or two before we jumped on the show. Uh, and Maria Taylor, she had a, she had some profound words in in one of the segments where she was speaking to the fact that the forgiveness is there. We have no heaven or hell to put anybody else in. Uh, not to cast judgment or to, or to throw to throw fire on people, so to speak. But really, it's about the revelation of what you truly feel inside. Now the now the fruits that are within you are really going to come out and and start to show themselves. So, um, regardless of apology of an apology being issued, or uh, the genuineness that you seem to be coming with, with your apology. Now it's really just about watching what you do. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of covert racism and a lot of covert prejudice that's been going on for years because since things, since legislation steadily and steadily, steadily uh, has moved, moved in the needle, have, has moved the needle in the direction of, um, being progressive and, and toward the rights of minorities and people who've been dis disenfranchised historically, black folk above all other groups. It comes to a place where it's like, there's an accountability that has to be there. Did you wanna chime in at any point, Pete? I 
I was just listening to you. I was I was gonna let you take take the reign of this and, and oh, I, speak I, your heart. I will say, um, Drew Brees made these comments Yahoo on uh, Yahoo Finance, not C, not the CBS Finance, but Yahoo okay. Finance. So it wasn't even related to uh, sports. But I will know that, like you said, LeBron James did come out and and uh, you know say something about it. Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, the Mario Davis, yeah. I believe, Cam was, Jordan just, came yeah. out and said something. Unsurprisingly, uh, so it was a, it was an overflow uh, of response, and uh, really just disappointment because you almost, especially us as spectators and as fans from the outside, a lot of us. I can't speak for all of us. Uh, we start to formulate an image based on what we see in a person. But really, at the end of the day, especially concerning uh, professional athletes or people in a position where they have a platform of notoriety and fame, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors with people. You don't know the values that that truly reside in their heart. Um, And then when people speak, the truth is going to come out one way or another. So you can be an actor, but how long are you going to hold that up? And to appease who at the end of the day, because you can't deny who you truly are on the inside. And this isn't an indictment of Drew Brees. Uh, because like I said, I don't know the man personally. I, I've i heard uh, and I've seen what he's vocalized and what he's spoken about in the past and what he says he stands for um, and what he represents as far as, as far as his core values and beliefs, but, uh, I, I can't even lie within me personally, when those comments came out uh, about what he said, it was, (laughs) it was really two-sided for me, honestly, because part of me kind of drew back, drew back and said, At the end of the day, I'm really not that surprised because, like I said, you don't know someone's you don't know someone's inner intent, the inner intent of their heart. Um, and with so much ignorance that almost lurks in the darkness, when things are brought to the surface, you're really going to see who understands what the real issues are. And who's really trying to cast a spotlight on something that needs to be dimmed and something that needs to be broken down. So um, it's, it's, it's been a very, it's been a tumultuous month. It's been a, it's been a trying week um, with all the dissent, with all the pain that's being manifested through protests, riots, uh, just the the desire for change and ultimately Stephen A also said something on that same segment that I was referring to when Maria Taylor was speaking he said we all live in a glass house to some extent <laughs> what skeletons do you have in your closet at the end of the day um so he was he was almost reveling in the fact that 
this type of thing was being exposed and unveiled as opposed to us just being exhausted by it, being exhausted by the fact that it came to light. Um, and I really, I really, I really empathized and I really understood, no, I more than empathized. I understood wholeheartedly where he was coming from, uh, being another fellow black man. It's like, it, it just truly reveals the character in someone. So be real, show your true colors. Don't hide it. Don't say face because I need to know. So, I mean, that, that, that kind of spoke volumes to me on that front. And they were also referring to um, the Jake from, I believe there were tweets uh, from a few years ago that research. Uh, no, a it was a, it was a text message. He was in a, he was in a text, he was in a text group chat. Um, I believe in 2017. Um, right. And the comments were, I can, oh. I can look it up while you talk about it. But really we, we, <laughs> We live, we live in an era where our actions on a social scale are really like micromanaged and nothing is lost on the internet. Nothing is lost. Everything can be recovered from somewhere. So if you got some dirt, all it takes is the right spotlight to be cast upon you and they can extract that and use it. I wouldn't say use it against you, but bring it to light. So um, we saw it with Josh Allen about a week, what was it, a week before draft night in 2018, I believe, where his uh, controversial tweets came out uh, pertaining to prejudice. And we're seeing this Jake Fromm situation kind of arise. Um, it really doesn't surprise me. It, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. And po apologies can be, can be issued. Um, but the genuineness, what you, what you look to do moving forward, how that will be spoken to is with those genuine conversations, meeting, meeting with the people that are hurt by, by disenfranchisement, by prejudice, by racism, by comments that have, that have historically oppressed and held back colored groups of people. So, We can't, I'm not going to sit here and make concessions for how somebody grew up. Uh, I understand nature and nurture as well as nature versus nurture, but I'm not going to use that to, uh, to give excuse to people. So that's where I'm at on that, Pete. Um, just uh, for for the people that don't know, the Jake Fromm, who was drafted by the Bills this year from Georgia, uh, it was a text message, a private text message that was shared on a public Twitter account, and uh, in, in the text message it says that uh, he said guns are good, and then he followed that by another message yeah. that said just make them very expensive yeah. so only elite white people yeah. can get them. Ha ha. Um, he has since come out and apologized to Bills teammates. Um, I know Jamal Adams, uh, the safety for the Jets, uh, came out and basically said what you said. I'm I'm not surprised uh, about the comments that Jake Fromm made. He did say he 
apologized and uh okay it says i'm reading okay. i'm reading this from cvs uh sports.com uh it says in his apology from said that he met with bill's teammates and that he's hoping everyone can forgive him and in this i'm guessing this is the statement that he made he said i'm extremely sorry that i chose to use the words elite white people in a text message conversation although i never meant to imply that i am an elite white person as stated later in the conversation there's no excuse for that word choice and sentiment um, while it is poor my heart is not now more than ever is the time to support and to get is time for support and togetherness <laughs> and i stand against racism 100% i promise to commit myself to being a part of the solution in this country i addressed my teammates and coaches in a in a team meeting today and I hope they see this incident is not representative of the person I am. Again, I am truly sorry for my words and actions and humbly ask for your forgiveness. Again, this is uh, on CBSSports.com. John Breach was the author of this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't want to step on your toes too mm -hmm. much. But going back to the first part about Drew Brees, um, I, think, I think it was a very – Poor is, is, a, is the wrong word to use, but it was just a poor time to, to bring that up. I really think he didn't read the room as far as what's going on. Because right now, you know, our generation, this is – I think this is the most, as far as what I've seen on the news, this is the most that people have come together about this, about this issue, about racism, about police, police brutality, about anything as a country. I mean, yeah, I saw in the saw news that, that as well. all 50 states were protesting police brutality. And, and glo globally, systematic, it's, it's extended abroad racism. as well. So to me, mm -hmm. we've, we've seen, I believe it was, I believe I saw Germany was yeah. protesting. I believe I saw England was protesting. Um, I know there's a couple of, there was a couple other European countries. Uh, that I saw that I don't I don't know exactly who it was, but I did see that on the news. But yeah, I think I mean I, I think this is the most together we've been on a topic as a country, as people in my twenty two years of of living. And to to continue or to, to continue continue on, you know for people that don't know, I'm a white right. male you're a black male right so you have those experiences i only have the experience of you sharing your experiences with me and mm -hmm. with our friend devon sharing his experience our friend malachi sharing his experience you know so i don't have i have to rely on listening to what others around me have been saying and have said about the issue so to me I think Drew Brees wasn't understanding fully what, not only what the question was being asked, but right what he the was implications saying as far of his as response. The I, I, I see, and it's I. <laughs> when you have. When you're privileged because of the color of your skin affords you a platform, it's almost like the system that's upholding you, you are upholding it to an extent where 
you don't expect backlash because you expect the majority to take your side. And I think that's another thing that was alluded to in that same segment I was speaking to. Um, I'm not sure if he really took this into account, honestly, because maybe maybe he just he just said it uh, believing that it would be a. You know, that would that it would be taken with a grain of salt or taken lightly, but he was sorely mistaken. Um, But. You know, he. It's almost as if. He expected no level of uproar or opposition to what he was going to say. And I, and I, I believe I believe it's a psychological thing as well because of the, the systems that are being uphold, upheld in this country. I'll speak to Western society here in America more more than anywhere else. I would I would contend to say that when a white male says something like that, it's almost you you just you don't look for you don't you don't see backlash. You don't anticipate it coming. So it's almost like everything comes as a flood and a barrage when you say something because you, you there were there were unintended and unexpected consequences to what was said. Because all of us as a whole, we are used to a system where privileged groups of people can say things and expect to be sided with by the majority or at least defended to an extent where uh, you can make concession for their comments which I mean, I heard, I believe it was a Fox News correspondent. I don't remember who it was. It was a, it was a lady, but they were showing the side-by-side. Um, oh, maybe it was Laura Ingraham or, or I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but she's. If, if you're going right. to bring up what okay, you're yeah, yeah. bring so, up, what, yes, but, that was her. Uh, it was lined up side-by-side, her response to, LeBron and KD on his uh, on his segment, the shop, speaking on uh, systemic racism, racial prejudice, the plights of being black men in society, um, and then it, it subsequently led to her infamous uh, "shut up and dribble" comments, <laughs> and then they showed it side by side to her responding to what Drew Brees had to say, and it was more along the lines of, well. He has a right to his own opinion. He can say what he wants. So there's a double standard, but I feel like there's a veil of ignorance that's just so seared into the conscience of a lot of white folk, a lot of them, um, to where you don't, you don't see that there's a double standard in how you're responding to something. You don't see that there's a double, double standard in what you believe is right and what is fair. And, you know, that, that's why all the more I'm appreciative and I have love for brothers like you, Pete, because for people who don't know the story of you and I, I'll just go into it briefly. Um, dang, Pete, I'm going I'm to I'm have to do some math here. But we've known each other since about seventh grade. Um, we went to the same middle school growing up. 
we went to the same high school and we've been close up to this date. Back in middle school, we weren't, we weren't necessarily in the same uh, groups of social interaction, but I always saw you around school. But something changed in high school. After I left the film academy my freshman year and you and I found ourselves on the same path in journalism, that's where our friendship really just uh, started to take take shape in a strong way. And ever since then, I've, I've been able to see who you were, who you were to me, who you were as a person. Um, and I'm, I'm just... I'm just blessed to say that there's been longevity in our relationship and there's been an honesty and a genuineness about how we interact with each other, how we spend time with each other, how we talk. And man, I'm just going to sound like a broken record here, but I'm just, I'm just really appreciative because it almost, it, it really speaks to, it reaffirms in me that although the overarching majority and what we see, especially systematically, um, that there's a lot of tension, a lot of vitriol, a lot of hatred between racial lines, that with me and you, it ain't even like that. It ain't even like that. So... I'm I'm just blessed. I'm blessed on that, man. And I, I thank God for you being in my life and being who you've been and uh, just embracing me for the passion that we share, which is to really to really speak on sports, to speak of sports and just to be almost immersed in that world, so to speak. And that, and that's where we clicked on, on strong level. So that's a great thing. Sorry for my little dis dissertation. That was probably a little long, but. No, I, look, I was gonna let you speak what was on your heart and as forever, however long you did. What I'm probably gonna do is, cause we're 75 minutes in. First of all, I don't even know how to, how to, respond to the end of that I, uh, I I don't know I I didn't know that you were going to do that um thank you first of all and you know I I think of you as a brother and that I love you like a brother um but I think what I'm going to do because we're 75 minutes in and I think that segment that we just had deserves its own episode I think what I'm going to do is break this up into we'll have our NBA episode and then we'll have our because I think I think we're going on twenty minutes or so right. of 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 this second. Wow. I think part. that's a great so idea. So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna yeah. break this up into different episodes. But no, I was gonna I was gonna let you I was gonna let you talk for as ever long as you wanted to. If you want to continue to talk, I'll look up whatever you need me to look up so I can help you put your point across, uh, like I was with Drew Brees and Jake Fromm. Um, 
So yeah, if you <laughs> you got some more stuff that you want hey, to talk about, honestly, I'm sure there will be. We got the platform. Later segments and later episodes, we can get back into the thick of this thing, man. Honestly, um, because as much as America, especially, doesn't want to acknowledge it, race is at the centerfold of everything the centerfold of everything. But we don't want to acknowledge that because for the majority, it's too uncomfortable. It's too heavy. It's too heavy because you, a lot of people are living inside a box. A lot of, a lot of people who historically, generationally have not experienced uh, just even the the discomfort of oppression and prejudice being passed down through their bones um it's 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 really just at the middle of everything it's at the heart and really what's happening now is because of the generation that we're in where we're so technologically advanced and there's cameras and there's there's modems and there's conduits for us to uh, voice how we feel about everything and express what we see through video. Um, it's There's just a, a, a greater spotlight being illuminated and being cast upon uh, the same issues in the same system that is Neg- that has been negligent to change and I believe will continue to be negligent to change um, in time to come. So this thing is, this thing is really going to have to come to a head and alluding to what you, what you spoke on briefly earlier uh, when we got onto this segment and this topic, this unification, what we're seeing in our world, in this globe, uh, namely here in America, there's a shift happening. All of this is coming to a head. And I think I think we all are in are are, are we should be aware um of how we should be preparing for that as time passes by, as, as, as the pressure heats up more and more with these things, because we're, this is, this is really just, this is the surface of it all. This is really the surface. Cause like I said, there's a lot of covert, um, there's a lot of covert prejudice, a lot of covert vitriol, hatred, uh, implicit racial bias in people that just lurks in the shadows and just lives. A lot of us have learned how to live and maneuver about the avenues of it. Um, But a lot of us as colored people, as black people, we see it. We can see it in the eyes when the smiles aren't real, when it's fake, when the discomfort is there, you know, as opposed to seeing when uh, the compassion is there, the empathy, the curiosity to know, the the desire to 
to protect, to spark change. So um, I, I just believe we got to continue to be vigilant. And uh, for, for none that know, Pete knows this, and we've spoken about this. I am a devout follower of Jesus Christ. So I'm about being vigilant in the world that I see around me. Regardless of whatever we have to do in physical protests, speak on our own behalf, walk hand in hand. Um, just be profound in how a message gets across or how, how a message gets across. I'm never going to despise the power of prayer because that moves everything. And uh, the world's going to see that one way or another. We're seeing a manifestation of what uh, a broken nation creates, or better yet, what it allows and what it yields based on hierarchies uh, and systems. So... It, it really is. Uh, that's a lot to digest there. You have an advantage, Pete, because you already know me, so it, it'll be a little easier for you to digest, even though you'll probably have to take some time even after this uh, after this segment here. But, um, yeah. yeah, without question, man, that's where we're at. Yeah, I, but I'm I'm not gonna step on your feet too much and and put my two cents in it that much because really I don't have that much sense to put into this, um, other than the fact that um, I think this generation and when I say this generation I think our our generation and our our kids generation to come is gonna see what 2020 brought about as far as everything mm -hmm. that has been wrong in, in, in this country for a long time coming to a head. And I think, I think we're really going to start hope. Hopefully I say this, I say this with, with, with a bleeding heart that I hope we can start to see the change because I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what, what reason it is to have, have hate in our heart because Obviously, for people that have looked at the friend, uh, look at looked at our friend group. I mean, we are probably one of the most diverse friend groups out there, and it just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand. So I think, and I hope, this generation is the one that that changes everything, and uh, you know, people look back into history and be like, oh, 2020 really, really changed things. Um, but really, that's the only two cents I'm going to bring in. If you have anything else to add. I'll shut I up. Just, again. I just will say in closing. If not, um, I'll we finish can, up here. We can end it here if you uh, want. I'll to. say in closing that the infrastructure is definitely set, like you said, Pete. Um, our generation is really in a peculiar place, but it's also a familiar place in history, because if you look at what part the youth has played in each historical social justice civil rights movement. 
they've been at the center of it because the youth is always pushing boundaries. The youth is always challenging uh, the, the antiquated ways of society. Um, everything that's outdated, everything that is wrong and hasn't been stood up to, everything that's lurking in the shadows, everything that's sits in uh, fake discomfort, but is really comfortable, just quiet. Like, the youth have always been at the center of moves. So, um, like I said, the infrastructure is there. And and I, I'm just going to be encouraged regardless because of the true love that's shed in my heart and because of who I trust at the end of this, you know, ultimately. And that's that's the most high God. So that's really that's really how that goes. Um But definitely, without question, we're seeing a shift, a shift in our time and a shift with our generation that's being catalyzed by our generation. So couldn't agree with you more. All right, Julian. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break this up uh, for people that are listening to this segment. I'm gonna break this up into two different segments, um, just because I think it deserves two di- or not segments, but two different episodes. Because um, I think it deserves Correct. that. Um, I don't what think I- it deserves to be in the in the shadow of of the NBA. Um, so, uh, for people that are listening to this part, um, thank you for listening to this part. I hope that our discussion is is sparked something within someone even if we can just change one person Um, i consider that a win because that one person can change another person and so on and so forth so julian thank you for discussing it and and talking about this and and bringing this to the attention to the attention and to the forefront of everybody's lives um i know me and you always had these yeah. have these great discussions about it but i'm glad we were able to share that with other people now that might be able to listen to this podcast and and hear everything Absolutely. that's going on and everything i'm that thankful for this platform and, and that perhaps we can change in their lives too so go about having that. this dialogue so other than that like I said, if you have anything else you want to say, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'll shut up. We are and good. you can continue talking. If not, we're going to close this out. All right. So, you know, I'm not even we're we're not going to plug any any Instagram, social media, anything. We're not going to do that cuz this episode or this yeah, this episode cuz this is going to be an episode doesn't deserve that. Um so we will plug it into the previous episode that we talked about the NBA. So if you guys want to follow our social, just listen to the end of that episode always, or other bro. episodes, but Julian, great talking to you with all you great talking with you as always. 
We brought them to spin uh, on everything they wanted to be in. And then some. Julian, what did we just do? And then some. All right, guys. We'll have a show for you next Saturday. Um, Hopefully, there'll be more sports to talk about. But other than that, you've been listening to the Sports Access. I'm your host, Peter Defee. Julian Bergeron is at his house on the other end of my phone. Talking through his. And uh, we will talk to you guys later. All right.